You're listening to Past and Present, the Colonial Williamsburg podcast. Hey, welcome to the podcast. I'm Harmony Hunter. Last month, we talked with Terry Myers, an English professor at the College of William and Mary, who believes he's uncovered an overlooked 18th century structure that had been one location of the colony's first school for the education of black children. Myers's research was so compelling that it led to an archaeological investigation, and that's where my guest today comes in. Staff archaeologist Mark Costro joins us this week to pick up the story where Professor Myers left off. Mark, thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. Well, we're talking about the Bray School, and as, as I mentioned in the introduction, this is a school that was established for the education of black children, both free and enslaved in the colonies. Uh, a really important um, counterpoint to the troubling story of slavery in the 18th century. Tell us about the Bray School um, and how Professor Myers's research has led you to uh, actually doing some excavation. That's right. Sure. Uh, so Terry did some great work um, in tracing down the documentary record of this school um, that survived in Williamsburg for 14 or 15 years on three different locations. And the site that we've been investigating was the first location of that school, beginning sometime around 1760, and it moved away in 1765 to a second location. Um, and Terry has this thesis that a, a building that still survives today um, down the street on Prince George Street used to uh, occupy the location that we've been investigating, which is now the site of Brown Dormitory. It's one of William & Mary's uh, dorms. Um, and so he believes that originally that the building that was moved, and we know that it was moved for sure, that as part of its 18th century life was used as the Brace School. And so when we uh, became engaged in the project, our goals uh, were two things. First, to see if that building was in fact old enough to be uh, used as the Bray School. We're pretty confident that it's 18th century, although some of the architectural investigations of that building suggest that it may not be old enough uh, to have housed the Bray School. So there, it's possible that there was an earlier structure on that same lot that may have been the Bray School. So we were trying to sort out which building was actually the Bray School. And then if there was any other material evidence to help us uh, understand what black education uh, consisted of in the 18th century. We know a little bit about uh, what schools for white children were like, but we have very little understanding of what a black school would have consisted of. And so we wanted to find, if there, find out if there was anything archeological that would speak to that question. Um, so are, they, are, the, are there artifacts in particular that are gonna tell us about what was being taught at the school, um, and what life was like maybe for the students who were attending the school, and maybe even if any of them lived at the school. That was a, a big question for us to try to resolve. Uh, as well, as archaeologists, we don't just look for a single time period. We look for what's happening on a site before and after uh, a particular occupation. So that was also definitely part of our research uh, goal. You mentioned the artifacts that you would expect to find uh, with a school for white children. G give me some examples of some of the things you might expect to find in that sort of school. There's been very little archaeological research done on that, um, not just in Williamsburg, but you know, in the literature. There's very little written about it. Um, but we surmised that things like slate pencils, uh, writing slates, the actual you know, tablet that people would have written on, uh, could have been some of the things that were found that we might find in a school context. And then schools were not just uh, used for teaching reading and writing and arithmetic, but other skills as well. So um, 
in our context, one of the things that uh, Professor Myers believes was being taught at the Bray School was sewing. So we also were particularly keen on finding sewing-related art artifacts to uh, prove or disprove that thesis of whether sewing was one uh, part of the skill set that was being taught to students at the Bray School. This sounds like a really tricky site to investigate because not you don't have the building there. The building has been moved. And it sounds like there are even questions still to be resolved whether the building that has been moved is even the right age to have held the school. So the building has been moved and there are also some questions about what kind of artifacts uh, you could even hope to find or even sort of expect to find. That's right. And so you're trying to reach in really delicately and extract uh, evidence from how long do you think the school would have been on that site? No more than five years. Uh, just a little five-year slice of that that's, site's history. That's right. And we think about that site being occupied both in the centuries before and the centuries after. That's right. So that's it seems right. miraculous in that light that you would be able to find any kind of evidence for a specific um, occupation or a specific type of use. It's 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 very difficult. You know, it, it's it's certainly a challenge, but it's something that. Uh, the artifacts certainly help us out because you know one thing that's really great about working on colonial era sites is that the artifacts change, uh, fashions change, fads come in and out. Um, so we can pretty tightly date uh, ceramics, for example, to a particular time period, um, and they're in use for a short, you know a relatively short amount of time before something new comes along and replaces them. Um, so we use the ceramics not just to tell us about uh, what people were using, but they are also an indicator of time for us. So when we find a certain concentration of uh, ceramics that dating to a particular time period for the Brace School, we're going to be looking for those that are going to be in use in the 1750s and 60s perhaps. Um, then we know that we're kind of honing in on the area that we want to be looking at and focusing on. And just to make you look really good, you have found stuff, and you have found stuff that is very suggestive uh, of an educational use of the site. This is probably a good time to talk about the field school. That's right. So uh, the site is uh, being investigated as part of a collaborative venture between Colonial Williamsburg and the College of William and Mary. And so this is a field school that we've run every year for 29 years now. Um, but for the last few years, we've been working on college-owned property, investigating some of the colleges. Um, you know, little known history. Um, and so in this case, we're looking at the, at the Bray School that we're talking about. And so we run a, a field school that lasts five weeks in the summer. And actually, we run two of them back to back. So in total, we're out there for 10 weeks. And we have anywhere between you know, 10 and uh, 15 students out there at any one time. And we're going through all those different soil layers, uh, you know, examining each occupation, going uh, back in time and then even beyond the Bray School. Um, and sorting through the artifacts. And we've collected literally tens of thousands of artifacts from this site. And now our challenge is to st sort out which ones uh, relate to the Bray School. And in particular, what we've been focusing on are these things that may suggest educational, an educational use. And one thing that we found are pencils, slate pencils, lots of them. And in fact, in it, uh, slate pencils in a quantity greater than any other site that I'm aware of in Williamsburg. And thus far, uh, even in for the surrounding region, we've not seen sites with this density of slate pencils on them. So um, that led us down a path of trying to figure out what slate pencils could be used for. Obviously, they're going to be used for writing. Um, and we know that they exist on older sites. They found a, 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 not the pencil, but a slate at Jamestown, for example. 
um, in, this, in a 1607 context or 1609, something along those lines, but a very early context nonetheless. So there, it's an ancient writing technology. What was unknown to us is whether they were absolutely used for education or were they just used for recording in stores or that sort of thing or personal for other personal use. And uh, the fact that we found so many in this one location in a site that we're pretty confident had a school on it, um, even if we're not sure about which building it was, it would have been occupying the same ground. Um, we feel pretty good that these slate pencils relate to the use of this property as a school in the 1760s. Tell us what a slate pencil looks like. It's uh, really tiny. Uh, well, what we find are just the broken bits of it. And uh, so the, each of the segments that we find is about an inch long. And it's very thin, much you know, about half the diameter, or maybe even a third of the diameter of a pencil that you and I would use. So it's it's very thin. It's black. Every once in a while, we'll find the tip, um, but for the most part, we're finding what we would call a mid shaft frag fragment, um, and it's just a, it's just a cylinder uh, of this black slate material, um, and uh, it's really not particularly exciting you know, to, to see, it's, it, but what was exciting about uh, on this site was the density of those fragments in close proximity to one another and clustered within a space that we're pretty sure is, uh, has an educational use in the 1760s. To me, what sounds really exciting about it is that it helps to prove the theory that Professor Myers had on paper and from the documentary record, you're able to look in the ground and find some things that help sort of shore up that theory and sort of make you think, hey, maybe we're onto something here. We could be finding um, a building or a site that tells a really important story about Williamsburg's history, about America's history. That's right. When archaeology is at its best is when it's uh, done in conjunction, in tandem with archival research. And so Professor Myers was doing that research already, and you know he got you know very far down the road with this question of where the Bray School was. And so now we're able to jump in there and do more than just prove his theory. We're, we're able to enhance it and, and come up with our own questions the, uh, to, the, uh, to the question of what the Bray School was like. So for example, again, looking at what the curriculum of the Bray School was like. And the, you know, that's something that is not written down for the most part, um, and, but it does survive materially in the ground and is something that is uniquely answered through archaeology. It's a really fascinating story on so many fronts. We look forward to seeing how this story develops and, and what you're able to prove uh, about the story of the, uh, of the Bray School. Mark, thank you for being here today. Thanks for having me. It's been a lot of fun. We're always glad to hear from you. Send comments or suggestions from our webpage at podcast.history.org or find us on Facebook. To support the podcast and other Colonial Williamsburg programs, visit history.org slash donate.